Hello and welcome to this episode of the Good Fight Podcast. I'm Brian Holm. And I'm Denver Ekman. And we're really glad to be here with you. And we're talking about what is ESG. And uh, Well, uh, ESG is another one of those acronyms, which in our world today, there's so many of. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we know what FBI and CIA are. Uh, you know, SBD, how about that? Uh, couldn't give it to you. Really? Silent but deadly. I'll explain oh. later. Uh, well, PMS, we'll skip over that. Yeah. How about IBS? Irritable bowel syndrome. There we go. Okay. And the, then AS, ACLU, ASPCA, uh, what a lot of people do when they see us, LOL. Yeah. That. Lots of love, right? And uh, how about SPEBQSA? Do you know what that is? Sounds like a, something that for a stock. The Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America. Oh, okay. okay. So now, now you know. Okay. Well, I should have known that, actually. <laughs> but then we get to a little bit more, uh, some um, more ominous things lately. The uh, WHO, World Health Organization. Yep. <laughs> LGBTQ. Could you name every one of those, L what those stand for? Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> think about it. Um, how about uh, BDS? You know what that is? No. It's a boycott. Uh, divest and sanction. So it's okay. a way of uh, punishing Israel for uh -oh. uh, their sins, according to some people. Okay. And then, uh, you know, DEI, diversity and equity and inclusion. So I hear a lot of that around the world yeah. today. Yeah. So, but now we got ESG. Okay. Well, we should get into that then. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> well, it stands for environmental, social, and governance. So it's basically a way to monitor and reward or punish corporations and in the future, individuals, according to their level of uh, being politically correct. It's not very surprising to, to hear any of this, but it's just more government intervention into our lives that we really don't need. Yeah. And on a world scale. And that's another thing that's uh, yeah. scary about it. So we'll, uh, we'll kind of try to unpack it, make you aware of it. And we'll be right back after this short break. Okay, and we are back talking more about ESG, um, and we'll kind of get started with the problem. Um, so ESG, um, the problem started to come out of the Obama administration at the World Economic Forum meeting right before the Paris Climate Accords, which Paris Climate Accords started under the Obama administration. Uh, the top 400 banks came together uh, at the Paris uh, Climate Accords agreements, and they agreed that there needed to be a mechanism to be enforced. For those of uh, those of us that are familiar with the novel 1984, uh, you could say that that uh, ESG could be considered as a, a way to punish or reward to punish wrong think and to encourage, I guess, the opposite of right think. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had to ask a question about that. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> well, that uh, that should be on everybody's must read list. I know I've, I've got a copy on my Kindle that I want to reread it. Um, but uh, so the, the breaking it down into the three words, so they're they're filtering it through environmental concerns, social concerns and governance concerns. So in terms of environmental uh, that, uh, you know, we talked about how the WHO by 2030, you want to eliminate uh, fossil fuels, um, you know, and they're penalizing things having to do with fossil fuels or things or companies. Okay, so it's like a social credit score. So the banks can can uh, can use this to help determine whether to, to make loans to you or not. 
uh, or like, for, for instance, an environmental thing, if a, if a farm uh, has too many cattle on it and not enough solar panels, they could be dinged because uh, the cows are producing too much methane. So that would affect their ESG score. And this can be scored on a scale of one to 100. Yeah, that's so wrong. And, and continue on, continuing on with wrong um, comes the social part of it. Um, so it's sort of like the so, uh, being on board with the social justice issues. Uh, the woke movement, the trans movement, giving you this social credit score that that they're determining. Um, and also uh, with the apps on your phone, um, uh, your phone listening to you, you, uh, you go on Facebook and you see these targeted ads, you go on Instagram, um, sometimes even Twitter, um, that you had just been talking about, you know, you wanting to buy uh, this new iPhone, and now you're getting these these ads for that. Well, you wonder why, and it, it's part of uh, the tech collecting data on people. Um, so uh, that that's a big part of it. Yeah, and just even ha- having that kind of thing hung over your head. Uh, so, for instance, uh, uh, I mean, you could argue that uh, that at, at colleges, uh, having a DEI a diversity, equity, inclusion department. Uh, I mean, you want to encourage those things, but that's become this big political. Uh, uh, issue. So if some college decided that they wanted to do away with that and, and take tackle it a different way, they could be uh, discouraged from that because uh, the federal government is tied up in student loans and, uh, and and so many different things. So they're intimidated by that. And that's why I so admire Hillsdale College for staying out of that kind of thing and they can do what they really feel is right. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, the, the third part of it is governance governance compliance, really. Um, and it, it's kind of tracking how obedient to politically correct things that you are, to diversity. Uh, uh, if you have a board, the, the device, diversity of your board, uh, how many women are on your board, uh, what percentage is African-American, what percentage, percentage is Asian-American, what books you read, uh, causes that you contribute to and donate to, etc. It goes on and on. Yeah, that's one of the ominous things coming out of uh, the, the Canadian trucker protest is that people were docs, they were identified, and then their their bank accounts were cut off just because they contributed mm-hmm. to people that were trying to uh, to peacefully protest and were absolutely blown off by their government. Yeah, And uh, it's very scary. So, yeah. I mean, if all this sounds conspiratorial, I mean, some, some of us who you know are trying to live our lives and, oh my gosh, you, know, you just, <laughs> Brian and Denver, there they go again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's here. I mean, uh, it, it's definitely here in China. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's the kind of thing that the technology is there. The desire on a lot of people's parts is there. And, uh, unless we who are freedom loving people realize that, uh, that, that our freedom is more important than our convenience and our safety, uh, we've got to really be aware of this. I mean, you can find it uh, on the treasury.gov and whitehouse.gov it's there on world economic forum. So this, this is a real thing. And we, and the main thing we want to have you come out out of today just to be aware of this. Yeah. So being on those two websites, those government websites, it's not like they're completely hiding it, but they're no. not just coming out and, you know, and saying it, but you know, they're not hiding it. Um, also just to mention that Trump got us out of the Paris Accords. Uh, but the really important thing is one of the first things that Biden did when he got into office is he reinstated the Paris climate accords. Um, and so that kind of shows uh what is on Biden and Biden's administration on their priority list. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's so, uh, it's not that we shouldn't care about the environment, but it's just so unequal. It's, it's punishing us in the West while people in, in other countries like China are just going right ahead. Now they're trying to get us to shut down coal. They're building coal plants. Mm -hmm. Okay. Trying to get, you know, nuclear, get us shut down there, building all that stuff. And so uh, it just is very uneven. Yeah. Kind so, of puts us behind the eight ball a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then, and, and there's some really good resources about this. I hope you'll look at the resources uh, for the uh, for the for the episode. Um, I, I'm not a real big Glenn Beck fan in, in general, but his his book about the Great Great Reset does explain some stuff about this. Um, and uh, interestingly, there's a big investment company called BlackRock, and I think in in my you know my financial advisors got me in a couple of mutual funds. Well, they're really a company that's leading this, and it, it's very uh, scary, and it's causing me to really have a concern about uh, what they're doing with my money uh, in, in, uh, in, in encouraging and, uh, and trying to, you know, put forth and get all this stuff going. Yeah. And I, I would encourage everybody, uh, if you're, uh, into investing to, to check out what you have in your portfolio, because, you know, this is something that we really don't want to support, um, and try to do everything we can, uh, to remain against it. So it, it's not a bad idea to take a look what you're invested into, and how you can uh, do your part in trying to not support this type of thing. Yeah, just and lastly, before we go to the break, I, I love what uh, one of our resources uh, put out. We there's there's a, a wall builders episode, and then a Charlie Kirk um, uh, thing that really do a, does a good job of kind of unpacking this. But uh, one of them points out that if if you want to control the Wall Street bull, <laughs> uh, then put a ring in its nose, and then you can just jerk it around wherever <laughs> you want to. Yep. And uh, so, and, and ESG is that ring and for, for corporations, uh, for organizations, and, uh, you know, sadly, potentially for us as individuals too. And it's something for us to be aware of. So we're going to have a, a quote in our next segment in our uh, Who Said That uh, segment that will kind of address that too. So we'll be uh, back for Who Said That and a little bit of good news for you. Just a second. We're back. And uh, if you've listened to our podcast at all, we love uh, listening and, and quoting notable uh, quotes from uh, from people. And uh, we've time or two, we've kind of come up with some quotes to uh, to get try to get you and each other to, to guess who made the quote. So yep. we've got a couple of those for each of us. And uh, and uh, we'll see if we can stump one another today. Right. So, yeah, here's my first one. So. At a time when liberty is under attack, decency is under assault, the family is under siege, and life itself is threatened, the good will arise in truth. They will arise in truth with the very essence and substance of their lives. They will arise in truth, though they face opposition by fierce subverters. They will arise in truth, never shying from the standard of truth, never shirking from the author of truth. So I just uh, I, I love that just connecting courage and um, and 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 truth with the uh, with with God with the author of that. So uh, what do you think, Denver? So I'm pretty sure I know what this one is. Um, doing a, a history class okay. uh, this summer semester. This is uh, Henry Lawrence. 
Wow. Uh, Henry Lawrence was a president of the Continental Congress, a delegate, um, and one of the founding fathers. So, okay, is that right? Uh, you are right. Okay, and that's good. I boy, I had all kinds of questions because because to me it sounds like it could be written by any number of people now. <laughs> yeah, I was reading something from him, and I believe. Yeah. One, this is one of the quotes, so rang a yeah. bell. And, well, you know. that's good. Well, and, and he has quite a story, uh, which we won't get into now, it being prisoned by the British and all that stuff. So, all right, go okay. ahead. All right. So my first one is this. Either you will control your government or government will control you. Short and sweet. All right. Well, I like it. Certainly yeah, true and yeah. uh, very apropos to the times. Yep. Um, well, even though we've had a lot of quotes from this person, it sure, it sounds an awful lot like Ronald Reagan to me. It is Ronald Reagan. And we do have a lot of quotes from Ronald Reagan, <laughs> but I'm going to argue that's not such a bad thing. No. So, but okay. yep, it's from him. That's for sure. Okay. Yep. Well, very good and very true. Yep. Okay. Here's my second one. Okay. If you would rather not die by hanging, do not allow a noose to be around your neck no matter how loosely. No, don't allow a noose to be put around your neck, no matter how loosely. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on this one, but I'm going to just go and guess Benjamin Franklin. Okay, so you think it's somebody from the founding era? I do. Yeah. Okay, all right. Is that incorrect? Well, and, and you know, certainly one of the characteristics of the founding era and the founders was their tremendous uh, insight and character. Yeah. Uh, right. So, I mean, obviously and willingness to, to die for their cause, willingness to die for their cause. And, you know, just, uh, you know, very, very wise, um, very, very wise seasoned words. So uh, but no, it's not Benjamin Franklin. Okay. Yeah, one other guess. Any um, other guess? Well, it's a contemporary person. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, gosh. Um, is it a uh, can you give me a hint? Is it a president? No. Oh. Um, I have no idea. All right. Well, I know that it's me. That's, that's, that's my core. Like, <laughs> no oh my gosh. So I just been so thinking about that, that, you know, there's all this stuff. I mean, I, you know, you read through the little, uh, you know, the terms and conditions of your, of your apps and stuff like that. And it's really true. It's scary. You know, we're letting all this stuff be hung around our necks. And, oh, we're not going to use it for that. It's just there. And you know what? If I don't want to be hung, I just don't want a bunch of nooses put around my neck. <laughs> so well, I, I got tricked into saying that Brian's wise and, and all these other things. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess there's no rules to this game. <laughs> okay. We'll move on. Um, so this is my uh, second quote. A government big enough to give you everything you want is strong enough to take everything you have. Okay. So I have just heard that quoted in the last day or two, something I was listening to. And that's something I, I know Ronald Reagan would agree with, but um, um, I wouldn't think that you'd put into Ronald Reagan quotes. Well, you put in a quote for yourself. What I so there's no rules. <laughs> it was wise. Um <laughs> so my other my other guest and I, and I just remember when I heard it it was kind of unlikely to me and I, I would just say uh Gerald Ford. Uh no, so this is a uh, Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Yeah, All so right. I, I did two founding father quotes. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. And that, that, that's really good that they were, you know, that the, you know, the, the founders were really, really wise to anticipate so much of this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's needs to be our argument or, and needs to be something that we need to have the courage to articulate is that, yeah, some of this stuff may sound good on paper. It may, you know, arguably could do some good, but you look at the big picture, it's going to uh, do more harm than good. You know, and, and a theme I've been hearing quoted a lot lately is that, you know, one of the marvels of our system is it takes into account the sinful human nature of everybody and having to have those checks and balances and not putting uh, power in, in, uh, in, in just one person's hand. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Let's do a little good news. Um, I'll uh, take the first one is that uh, just um, over the weekend, I believe that the international swimming federation uh, has banned trans swimmers who've gone through male puberty from women's competitions. So, okay. uh, I mean, that just seems like such a no brainer to me and I'm, and, and I'm ashamed. I mean, I'm glad for them doing this, but I, I'm ashamed that with, the uh, that it, that it didn't come from, uh, you know, from us here in the U S that we've got so many people fighting against that, that uh, it's not coming out, but yeah. it still is good news. I mean, it's sad that they say, well, if, if you transition before the age of 12, then you can, uh, then you can then you can participate, but we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, but another thing, uh, breaking literally as we speak, uh, Twitter's board just unanimously approved Elon Musk's buyout bid. Um, so their stock has been down for uh, for some time, so maybe that's part of the decision. But either way, yeah. that's a good thing. We've been really wanting this to happen. Um, and, you know, praying for Elon Musk. And, you know, I think he's going to do some some great things with Twitter. Uh, yeah. for free speech. So we love that. We love hearing that. Yep. And we'll talk a little bit more about old Elon in our third segment, yep. I believe. Yeah. Uh, here's the third uh, one that, uh, and this just was breaking as we were uh, getting ready for the podcast today, that the uh, the Supreme Court has announced that, um, has decided that the state of Maine was indeed discriminating against parochial schools uh, in a, a tuition aid program that was open to uh, non-parochial private schools, but barred faith-based yep. schools. And uh, I think that's a major win. And uh, once again, the Biden administration was advocating for exactly the opposite. So mm -hmm. uh, no more need be said. Yep, we'll take it. Yep. All right. Back in a second for our third segment. Okay, and we are back. Um, we talked earlier about the problem, now a little bit more about the solution. Uh, so the best thing for now is literally just to be aware of what's going on and look out for how uh, th this type of thing is manifesting in public policy. Um, being aware of this explains a lot, if you do think about it. Um, why such a large percentage of infrastructure bills um, are allocating so much money for uh, so-called green energy. Um, and uh, the Green New Deal, you hear that so much uh, around now. So, you know, that's one thing to look out for. Another thing, uh, why the Biden administration immediately saw that we lost our energy independence that we had uh, and, and discouraging fossil fuels. Yeah. 
and you know that wh why does our administration refuse to go out all out to produce more domestic oil and gas now during the situation with Ukraine? Just them doing that would immediately drop the price of oil, and uh, and we could uh, make money for our ailing economy instead of paying out our money uh, for importing this kind of stuff. And we just we really have to look behind the motives of all this. And it's not the the best thing for our people right now. There's that the the agenda, the the climate um, fueled uh, thing, and it just is not our most important thing. And I I think that's something we need, we need to not be afraid to articulate that you know the the climate and the energy stuff it'll it'll happen someday. Just like we're not all riding horses around like we used to. Yeah. Well like I used to, um, but, uh, and so it will happen, but you don't have to, to, to ruin things now in order to, to bring that about too quickly. Yeah. So, it seems like common sense, but you know, yep. as we know, they're not, a lot of people aren't too keen to that. So, yeah. But that wall builders episode, they, their guest was the treasurer of the state of West Virginia. And he was telling them how, uh, uh 28 States, including West Virginia and Texas are taking measures, um, to boycott, um, uh, to not give government contracts to people that are, are into the, the ESG thing. They're trying to ban the use of ESG scores for evaluating these things. Uh, and it's, it's great for that pushback because this, it, this is not a, about things that are ultimately good. They say they are, but it, it, it's not. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that we have to do is we, we need to advocate for energy independence, which is what you know, we have been trying to do and what we were doing under Donald Trump, say what you want about him, but his record uh, is his record. Uh, energy is security um, and American security. Uh, we should be the superpower. We were the superpower. And, and obviously now we aren't. And as I mentioned earlier, we're just behind the eight ball so much. And other countries like China are taking advantage of this and they are steamrolling uh, uh, the world economy um, from an energy standpoint. Um, certainly. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, so many of the energy companies even are giving into this ESG thing and trying to do the, the woke thing and bow down to the, the investment companies like BlackRock and, and the, the chairman of Chevron quoted, uh, last week, I believe that he doesn't think there's going to be another oil refinery ever built in the United States again. Mm. And, you know, that's just, that, that's so short sighted and so not good for us. And um, I get Patriot Academy we went, went there last time. People said, if, if this isn't an American century, it's not going to be a free century. And if we keep dismantling this stuff on purpose, uh, it just is giving away our, our sovereignty, which is kind of one of our, uh, our, our last episodes, too. Yeah. Uh, one thing to kind of mention um, that uh, we heard um, that apparently Tesla has a low ESG score. The electric car company has a low ESG score. Um, and we know what this all is all about. It's about Elon Musk um, and what he stands for and his political ideologies, uh, his purchasing of Twitter um, and, and what they're trying to do to him. Uh, so this is a whole political uh, thing because a, a electric car company should not have a low ESG score. <laughs> yeah. And just, just in terms of the, some of the things that people can do and, and are doing, like the state's. Uh, rising up and saying, no, we're not going to consider this kind of thing. 
uh, is that the the educational system has got to address this too because right now the it's so one-sided in terms of the well first of all the anti-americanism and and wokeness but the climate stuff and and just being so uh, so one-sided about that and not taking a a big picture approach or a long-term approach to it it's not the major it's not the most important issue that we have to deal with right now um, another thing that um, that we can do, and and Denver just mentioned Elon Musk, is that that uh, people of influence like him, we need uh, two or three or just a few more to wake up like he's doing, mm-hmm. and that that can really like you know buying Twitter and and advocating for free speech and just getting that out there, and that uh, another person whose name to watch for is Jordan Peterson, uh, who is a, um, uh, a a psychotherapist. And is really speaking out on on a lot of these issues and connecting the dots. Uh, I mean, our audience is a lot a lot of Christian believers. Uh, he's not doesn't claim to be a believer. Another person, James Lindsay, college professor, wrote that book uh, called Cynical Theories, uh, 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 dismantling uh, critical theory and and uh, just how bankrupt it is and how politically charged it is. And so just look for those names. And uh, and we we uh, a people of goodwill who love the country, who love God, uh, who uh, realize that this is not going a good place. It's, it's time for us to rise up and have courage. Yep. And all of this is well documented, uh, as we uh, said earlier. It's just not well reported on. You're not going to hear this in the news. Um, the mainstream. News. Mainstream news, I should say. You're right. Um, um, but being well documented, like we said, it's on the, the White House website uh, there for you to see. Uh, also, just to evaluate your own investments, as we said, um, bank with smaller independent banks and credit unions. Um, uh, don't want to get into it, but you know, I'm just thinking of, of the big ones that have some problems, like Wells Fargo, uh, that that type of thing. You know, they, they've got a lot of issues going on as well. Yeah, yeah, and so the uh, the uh, it. it some good news is that this could also be in the process of imploding on itself, because uh, according to one uh, uh, report that we heard that the that ESG businesses uh, perform to, are performing 25 percent lower on the stock market. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's going to come to roost with investors. And, and uh, one of our our people we listened to talked about how the the finger pointing has already started in terms of whose fault it is, and of course it's not not mine <laughs> that uh, all this is happening. Yep. But, yeah. Um, and another thing is is uh, two things we should be aware of is wokeness and weakness. Um, you know, which one's worse? Arguably, weakness. Um, you have all these people in power who um, could make change if they wanted to: politicians, pastors, uh, corporate executives. Um, but a lot of them aren't, um, and we must be aware and be courageous and pray that those people, uh, are as well. And there is truth and the truth is spelled with a capital T. Um, there's universal truth. Um, there's no such thing as my truth, um, versus your truth. Truth is truth. Fact is fact, etc. Yep. And our theology, our politics, our policy all have to flow downstream from that, from that truth. And that's, uh, uh, that, that's not happening on this side. So that's um, that's why we're here, fighting the good fight, right? Yep, the good fight, absolutely. <laughs> okay, our conclusion and our quote of the week in just a second. So if we haven't had enough quotes already. Yeah, we've had a few. Okay, I wonder if it'll be as wise as that one. Huh? Yeah, that Brian Holm one? I don't know. 
our conclusion of this current episode. And uh, we've got a quote for you in, in just a second here, but just wanted to, um, uh, to mention that uh, there's, there are going to be a lot of resources. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've, uh, it, most of them dealing with this, but there, there's a great podcast that I heard about uh, a, a great argument of, as far as uh, why Christians need to be involved in the political realm in a certain way. So I'd love, Fred, to have you hear that. And just trying to bring those things to you, and and as we said, we're you know this podcast, we're not reinventing any wheels, really. We just want to bring this to people's attention, and then to point you to these resources, the people that really are out there uh, on on the cutting edge, and uh, just a, kind of a vehicle to bring that. So here's our quote of the week: "To see what is right and not do it is cowardice. It is never a question of who is right, but what is right." And that quote was by a man named John Buchan. He lived from 1875 to 1940. He was a British novelist, historic his, historian, and politician. He served as the Governor General of Canada. And I just really love how that about, uh, just as one of the big themes in my life right now, is having courage no matter what. And, um, uh, and doing what is right is so important. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Thanks, Brian. Um, and so we surely uh, thank you for listening. Um, and we really do want to hear from everybody. Uh, if you haven't, uh, like our Facebook page, uh, we post, uh, all the resources and, and the many resources that will be up this week that Brian was speaking of will be up on our Facebook. Give us a like, uh, share comment, um, and then email us. Uh, if you uh, want to get in touch, our email is goodfight 71 at gmail.com. Um, you can also ask to, to be a part of our email list where we also give the resources. If uh, Facebook isn't a good option for you. And that's it. Yeah, that's right. This will courageously keep fighting the good fight and leave the results to God. Yep. So keep up the good fight and God bless. Thanks. Bye.